Week 7 is upon us right here on the Pylon Impact 89 FM Zone NFL Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Markoch. Alongside me, as always, Jay DeCoster for this week. Last week, we took a week off. We did not have an episode last week. You know, we, we're busy. We got some things going on, some things that we have to do, and sometimes we're just not able to get an episode done, so our apologies for that. But we are back this week, week seven upon us, as I just mentioned. Jay, how are we feeling? We're doing good, Michael. Um, I should say well, but yeah, a lot, a lot of NFL action going on, especially Monday night for the Broncos and the Chargers. That was not a very fun game to watch, but other than that, a lot, a lot of fun games going on last Sunday, and then I'm sure this Sunday will be the same things as there's always is, right? Yeah, I mean it's it, it, it is every week, you know, NFL Sunday. A lot of interesting matchups this week that I've even added. As you know, we'll get into the, some of the games of this week later when we talk about the pick'em. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, right, we are actually recording a day early. So tomorrow technically is kind of when fall break yeah, starts fall break. up here at Michigan home. State. So me and Jay are both going home for the weekend, going to go spend some time with our family. So we're recording on Thursday here. So before the Thursday night game, usually we record the day after. So we don't know what's happened tonight. The game tonight is New Orleans and Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins <sighs> making his yeah. season debut. I haven't been fantasy. So. He put something on Twitter about you know the, the return. Um, Andy Dalton is like 0-11 in his last 11 primetime games. So for anyone that you know, even another though, another kind of stinker Thursday night game. I'm not I'm not really excited for this one, but it's I, good to get DeAndre back and see some. I mean, the, both these teams just aren't that just aren't that good. I mean, like there's no other way to say it. But it's good to see DeAndre Hopkins back, and maybe Kyler will play a little better because when Kyler when Kyler Kyler's you know DeAndre's guy, so we'll have to see how that goes. It is the new Call of Duty game. It did just come out, so. Yeah, you, you got to be careful with that one, Kyler. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I mean, actually, nobody will probably even hear this episode until after the game is <clears> over. <throat> so what we're talking about may be completely irrelevant. I have no idea when this episode is actually going to go up. But just to give you all, we don't know what happened in the Thursday night game. We are recording on Thursday afternoon. So we're just going to prep the whole week in front, recap a little bit of last week, maybe dip into the week before a little bit because there was some news around the NFL that we need to talk about that was not game-related, and so we're going to get right into talking points here for Week 7. First one, chaos in Carolina is what I called it, and this goes back to last week, and again, this was on last week's agenda, but we never got the episode done, but obviously the Panthers fired Matt Rule last week, first head coach to be fired this year. They're clearly taking calls and offers on certain players. Uh, They've been, I think, a little less willing to on others, but we have heard that Christian McCaffrey may even be available. And then, obviously, what happened last week in their game against who they played last week? The Rams. Yeah. Robbie Anderson basically just had had enough of it, and they sent him into the locker room by his own team, sent him into the locker room, and then he got traded the very next day to none other than the Arizona Cardinals. So, just a mess in Carolina. Right? It is, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you fire your coach this early in the season, you know it's going to be kind of a rough year. And then you see Robbie answering in that argument with one of the coaches. And the next day he gets traded. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Christian McCaffrey's out in the next, I mean, when's the trade deadline soon, Two right? weeks? Yeah, two weeks. So he'll he'll be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone soon. So, yeah, the the, the Panthers are getting ready for that uh, top three pick. I mean, they're they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, Baker's out for a while. Sam Darnold actually returns, but that doesn't really make a difference. PJ Walker's Walker, still starting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of issues. I it, I could see them 
definitely building around DJ Moore and Brian Birds on the def- defensive side. Mm-hmm. I mean, both those guys are really good for them, and they're young. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, this is a complete rebuild for them. I mean, it was time for Matt Rule to go, you know, bring in a new face. I mean, that eight-year contract, was it eight, seven or eight years? I think it was six. Six years. It was con- six, but a yeah. lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. He owes, he's owed like $40 million, so he can, he can go have fun with that. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, tank time in Carolina, we just say that. Yeah, I mean they're clearly. I mean they're in, they're in bad shape right now. They are one in five. They are one of the. They might be the only one in five team. I don't because Houston didn't play last week, but they're they're definitely right now in line for the number one overall pick. And I'm sure that they would welcome that because that would give them an opportunity to draft one of the CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, like the top two quarterbacks. Clearly in next year's NFL draft, they'd have their pick of that choice. Um, but. Overall, yeah, I think you touched on it. Like they got some pieces on their team, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. They're young, very young, but there's a lot of talent there too. And you know, I like DJ Moore on the outside at receiver if you can get him the right quarterback because clearly that's been a it's been an issue so far. And Christian McCaffrey, yeah, maybe if you were able to flip him to you know some team like a Buffalo or I've heard Kansas City's interested in him. Like here's like. Yeah, I don't know why Carolina would do that, considering the draft picks they'd be getting in return wouldn't be, you know, you'd be, you'd be getting back into the first round picks. I I would definitely trade Christian McCaffrey because he's injury prone. I mean, running backs, what the hell is he? Twenty seven years old. He's near thirty, probably. He's getting he's, to he's that getting age up there. Well, he's getting to that age where running backs kind of like, you know, are they kind of like the end of their careers because running backs have have such a short lifespan, which is kind of unfortunate. But yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely, if I can get a second round pick for Christian McCaffrey, late end first round pick, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. He's a great running back, but he hasn't proven he can stay healthy. I mean, so far he's been healthy. He's been pretty solid for them, but you know, over the la- over the last three years, he's missed a lot of games. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah, and you know, obviously, you know, it, Carolina fans, it, it's not where you want to be. Obviously, it has not. It's been a disastrous start. They have one win against New Orleans in a game which just Jameis played so miserably bad that you know they ended up winning. They probably could be zero and six right now. Um, I mean, it's tough, but brighter times are ahead. If you can get that quarterback figured out, I mean, you're going to be okay. And there's some good ones in this draft class. This ain't. This is not last year's draft class. There's definitely going to be options, but we'll see if you know maybe they. Well, I mean, I guess what happens with their draft status as we move on, maybe they stay in that position, maybe they win a few games, kind of get out of it, kind of like the Lions did last year, whatever. But, yes, Matt Rule out in Carolina and a lot of players out potentially as well here in the next couple weeks, so keep your eyes in Carolina. Now on the other side, let's talk about some teams who are winning and surprising, and, I mean, it, it's incredible. The Giants, the New York football Giants, are 5-1. and one. Wow. They came back and beat the Ravens last week. By the way, that is the third time this year that the Ravens have blown a fourth quarter double digit lead. They have led by they have led by double digits in all six games this season. They've lost three times. He's just it tells it tells us that the Ravens just cannot close games. I mean, Lamar, I had high hopes for him out, obviously in previous episodes, but you know, he's been playing well, but in the fourth quarter he has not been playing well. I mean, he's been and and John Harbaugh, I mean I just I don't know what's going on over there. They have a talent enough roster, and they just keep blowing games. But besides the point, the Giants have been playing really well. Uh, Brian Dable seems like he's your lock for coach of the year so far. He's getting the best out of his players. I mean, you're seeing Julian Love, who was almost about to be released 
last offseason, he has been one of their best defensive players. I mean, you're seeing a lot of these guys on the defense that are just playing super well right now. And the offense, Saquon is having his best year since his rookie year, and that offensive line's been solid. And you're seeing, and Kenny Galladay, they're paying him $20 million. He's not, even, he's not on the field, and they're still playing well. And Daniel Jones, you know, you could say whatever you want about him, but he's been, you know, he's been getting, I mean, Brian Dable's getting the most out of him. So, you know, Brian Dable, give him, give that man credit. And then for the Jets, Robert Sala, I mean, give that man, man credit as well. You go into Lambeau and destroy the Packers. I mean, Sauce Gardner looks like the rookie, defensive rookie of the year right now. So I picked that, by the way. Oh, there, well, there you go. Yeah, because he, he looks like it. He looks like one of the best corners in football right now. He looks awesome. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, you kind of touched on it too because the Jets I also put here on here. I, I was trying to get the New York teams kind of in general. Like a couple years ago, I remember we were talking about the, Jet, like, the New York teams were the two worst teams in football, and it really wasn't particularly close. And now they're the Giants are tied or they're in second because the Eagles haven't lost yet. But then you have the Jets who – we're literally a Kansas City victory over Buffalo away from being in first place in the AFC East. So, I mean, yeah, the Giants, what's happening is incredible, but you mentioned Brian Dable. You're, I mean, you're absolutely right. He's the front runner for Coach of the Year, but also, like, you cannot understate the importance of a healthy Saquon Barkley for this team. Yeah. I mean, he's been healthy this year. He's been the best running back. Well, I wouldn't say he's been the best running back in football because I think Nick Chubb has an argument. He's but been one of them, yeah. He's been one of them. He's been He's been. Saquon Barkley, he's exactly what you would expect out of him, and I know fantasy owners are happy about that because he's finally producing like he did his rookie season, and just overall, like he changes so many things in that offense. He makes life so much easier for Daniel Jones because there's a threat to run the football, which is something that they haven't had in a while. Then you also talk about on the offensive line, something that's been an issue for the Giants in the last few years. Andrew Thomas is like the highest graded left tackle in football right now. And a couple years ago, I remember everyone saying, well, he was a colossal bust. You took him at fourth overall. He was he was coming off a horrible season at left tackle. He's right now, I, I don't know the official statistics, but he's like right at the top for offensive linemen right now in football. So Daniel Jones is getting the protection. They're run blocking for Saquon Barkley. The receivers are making plays. They had the one receiver, I can't remember what his name is. Um, I can't remember either. But... Such casual, but... Uh, he's come out of absolute nowhere, yeah. and he's made plays. I mean, obviously, Kenny Galladay's been hit or miss, but like, and then that defense bringing in Wink Martindale from Baltimore, playing very, very well. Leonard Williams up front. You touched on it with the secondary guy stepping up. I mean, the Giants are what we thought they were going to be a year ago, and they've had a coach, and they got a new coach, I should say, and then a healthy Saquon Barkley, and now all of a sudden we're starting to see those results. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Giants' schedule, by the way. They so you go to Jacksonville on Sunday. You go to Seattle. You host the Texans. Host the Lions. Go to Dallas. That'll be a tough game. And then you got the Commanders, the Eagles, the the Commanders again. The Vikings. Like there are a lot of winnable games on this schedule. Like the Giant, the Giants could win. Like with this schedule, and who knows? I mean, the Seahawks have been playing like pretty solid football this year. Who the hell knows? And then and the Jaguars, they they could surprise a team. I mean, they they blew out the Chargers. The Giants could win like eleven games with the schedule and the way they've been playing. Like, am I crazy to think that? I mean, no one had them at five and one. I mean, yeah. I don't think anything's necessarily off the table. And anyone can say what they want about whether or not they believe it's a fluke, but at the same time, you didn't even expect them to be here. And so, like, to say that they can't win six more games, I think, is when two of 
what, they got two more against the Commanders at least. Yes. And then they're playing a fourth place schedule, aren't they? Because they yeah, finished I mean, in like, dead last. So, like, yeah, they have all those games still coming up. And, like, it's, I mean, it's remarkable. They are the story of the year right now. It's not particularly close. And, again, they just beat a very good Baltimore team. Like, Baltimore's a very good team. And they were down double digits in the fourth quarter, didn't panic, and ended up stealing that game and, you know, sending Baltimore to 3-3 three and three and into a must-win matchup this week against Cleveland. So it's just kind of one of those things that you didn't see coming, and the Giants have earned the right to be here, and they're actually they're on the pick this week. Them and the Jets, both of them are on the pick this week for the first yeah, time in a pretty, long time. We, we haven't seen both these teams good yeah. since, like, what, 2010? Like the Jets yeah. have been in the playoffs in, 10 year, in like 10, 11 years. Yeah. So, Jets have the longest <clears throat> playoff drought right now in the NFL. I think, I think they, um, this is the year they could break it. I mean, yeah. yeah well, so. yeah, and talk, even talking about the Jets, like, what, Zach Wilson threw how many, like, eight passes in Green Bay? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. He didn't... They just ran the ball and played defense. That's all yeah. they did. And, and they, Hall's really they good. dominated. They have a really good offensive line, um, and yeah, and their defense is really good. They have a lot of young talent on that defense. So, yeah, yeah both New York teams are good for the first time in eons. Yeah. So. All right. Now, obviously, as I mentioned, the Jets currently sitting in second place in the AFCs because they are trailing a, an absolute juggernaut, the Buffalo Bills. Last week, the game of the week, the Chiefs and the Bills in Kansas City. It, it felt like a playoff game from the moment that you turned the game on. It was a sold-out crowd narrowhead. It just it felt important. It was. And the Bills end up winning 24-20. to Tony Romo with the scariest prediction we've ever seen. Like, what, oh, first yeah. half. Was, it's going to be a 24-20 20 game. game. In the first quarter, he yeah. said that. And the score was Buffalo 24, Kansas City Yeah, it was, it was a, once again, just this game delivered. I mean, you, you can't really top the playoff, the playoff game last year because that game was just filled with so much drama and so much chaos, but this one was also really good. I mean, two quarterbacks battling it out, and Patrick Mahomes in the end, I thought he was going to be able to drive them down the field, but the Buffalo Bills the Buffalo Bills defense came up clutch. I mean, something that they did not do in January. They finally were able to get that monkey off their back, and this this game is so important for them because this, this kind of gets them in the driver. Like, it's very early in the season. They could drop some games, but if the Bills kind of, like, run the table the rest of the year, they're getting that number one seed, and the Chiefs have to go to Buffalo, and that could change things. It, yeah. it, it will, I think. So yeah, I mean, getting that number one seed is super important, and that's what kind of determined in this game. Um, who knows? But yeah, I mean, Josh Allen playing really well, and Mahomes battling out with him. So yeah, both defenses playing surprisingly really well. So, and Von Miller, Von Miller is just a game wrecker. He's still he's still got a lot left in him, and yeah, he, he showed it on Sunday. So. Yeah, and. Uh... I think every Buffalo fan, when they scored with what was it, like a minute and twenty seconds left, they were like, "Oh no, yeah, <laughs> like too much time." Especially considering well, they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. So. Especially like considering going into the half, right? The Chiefs got a field goal in twelve seconds last year in the playoff game. They kicked the, the tying field goal and they got down the field in thirteen seconds. And then this time they won up themselves and they did it in twelve seconds. So like. I could not imagine being a Buffalo fan when you score with like a minute in whatever left and you're like, nope, too much time. Like he's going to go, they're going to get a touchdown. We're going to lose. And then they pick him off on like the first play and it's over. And that was, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, what a game. Um, these two teams are going to be around for a long time. I mean, it's it's going to be these two for a long, long time. And yeah. I mean, it, it, it's got that Manning-Brady feel of early on in their careers when they were going head-to-head with each other. That's exactly where we are right now. And both quarterbacks under contract for a long time, just absolute superstars. And the game lived up to it, but and hopefully we see maybe them play again in the postseason. You know, Maybe this year it's in Buffalo. I, I do that. think it will be. As of right now, I mean, it's going to be Bills Chiefs AFC Championship, and hopefully yeah. it's in Buffalo because, I mean, I think I, I, I think I had the Bills in the Super Bowl, but like I want to see the Bills win so bad. Like mm, Chiefs so are very fun to watch, but to have the Bills in the Super Bowl would be awesome for their fans. And so, yeah. All right. <clears throat> now, after that, last talking point of this episode, since we're trying to get a little bit of an expedited episode this week, considering we are in a bit of a time crunch. Six weeks now in. That's about a third of the season. We did this a couple weeks ago at a quarter, even though I think we did that in the episode that never actually reached the air. So now we'll just do it again. Let's do it again, yeah. Most disappointing team so far this season. And we'll just start with that, and then I'll go into the second part of the question after that. My most disappointing team of the season. Oh, man. Honestly, the Raiders, yeah, I have to be the Raiders. And then the Broncos a close second just because – you know the Broncos had so many expectations. It's, Russell Wilson just doesn't look like himself. And then the Raiders, like you, you get Josh McDaniels, you bring him in, bring in Devontae Adams. You have you you add Chandler Jones, and you're, you're off to a one and four start. So yeah, I'd say b- both these teams it's kind of a one A and one B of most disappointing teams, both in the AFC West. Just a lot of talent on both of those rosters, and they're not not really delivering. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm I don't I think I'm gonna go with the Cardinals as mine just because like last year they started off so well and I know that they kind of fell off late last season and they ended up in the wild card and then they didn't play well and they lost to the Rams in the playoffs and all that. Like I get it. And like they haven't had DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. We'll see how they play now with him starting tonight. But I just I just expected them to be better. I mean last week who'd they play? Seattle? Yeah, and they, they got, got they ran got right out of the building. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't competitive. Kenneth Walker ran him out of the building. Yeah, it wasn't competitive. And I just, like, that's Seattle. Like, and look, Seattle has been a surprise. Like, for sure, the way Geno Smith has played, the way that team has competed when it didn't really seem like coming to the season they were trying to compete. You know, what Pete Carroll's doing there is is really, really cool. But That's why he's a really good coach. Yeah, exactly. But, like, Arizona, like, that team is so much more talented, even without DeAndre Hopkins, than anything Seattle has. And they were the far inferior team. And that's just that's just what's disappointing me. Because even in their wins, they're struggling. They had to come back from 23 to nothing to beat the Raiders. They beat the Panthers, who, I mean, right now the Panthers are the worst team in the league. And then, it just to me, it's just a mess. And your coach is... Certainly on the hot seat. You have a quarterback that the distraction is still around that he doesn't do his preparation and that he's not prepared for games when he comes in and he doesn't play like exactly like he knows what he's doing either. Yeah. And so I'm gonna go with the Cardinals as my most disappointing team just because at the end of the day, you were a playoff team a year ago and, and Yeah, and it just, just doesn't not. seem like Kyler just he I don't think he wants to take that next step. Like you're you're talking about the Call of Duty stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could talk about that, but you know, it's I feel like he could be so much better. He's he's got all the potential. He could, obviously, he can use his legs and he can he you know, he can run. But I just I don't think he wants to get to take that next step. I just 
you know, I, I and he, he's being paid I like was, a quarterback in 2020. I loved Kyler Murray. I, he was a, I was a huge fan of his. I mean, I, I still want him to do well, but it's pretty disappointing. I mean, that they're not a better team than they are right now. So, yeah. Right. Now, second part of the question. There, I mean, there's been many teams. There's other teams we could have chosen, obviously, the most disappointing team. But which one do you still have faith in to get to be potentially reach their potential? Say, maybe be a playoff team, maybe get whatever. Um, but who would you trust to still be able to regain their footing here in the final two thirds of the season? Hmm. Um, I'd probably go with the. I'd probably go with the Raiders. To be honest with you, doubling down. I I just I I think I just I can't trust the Broncos because Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. I think he's already lost that locker room. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the defense already wants to fight the offense. <laughs> I mean that defense has been playing really well, and Russ in that offense has done the absolute opposite. Um, I think the Raiders they got a lot of talent. I mean, look, they they almost beat the Chiefs on the road. I mean that that was a really good game to watch. I, I think the Raiders could possibly turn around. Um, and as far as other teams lo- go, the Colts. I think they, I think the Colts have a pretty good chance too. They finally beat the Jaguars. Yeah, they finally beat they finally beat the Jaguars um, at home. You know they got they got a good running game. Jonathan Taylor's coming back soon. Matt Ryan's playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense. I think Shaq Leonard's coming back. Is he already? Is he? He's coming back soon, or is he already back? I wouldn't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean getting Shaq. Leonard Beck is going to be really important. So I think the Colts have a pretty good chance to turn around because they've also been pretty disappointing. So, yeah. yeah. I think the two easy answers would, you know, be to say Green Bay or Tampa Bay, um, who both have really struggled, especially like Green Bay in the last two weeks. Man, like disappointing. Lost to both <clears throat> New York teams, got got manhandled there by the Jets. And, I mean, Tampa Bay's just looked off. I mean, they just... Clearly, Tom Brady's distracted. He is. He's got family Clearly, issues. it's just a bunch of things going on. And they lost to the Steelers last week, who Steelers are not a good football team. And Kenny Pickett even got hurt in that game. Mitchell Trubisky, shout out him, because he came back and helped lead <laughs> yeah. the Steelers to victory um, in, a, in what I think nobody saw coming. Um, but I would say I, I'm still going to stick with Green Bay. I, I have confidence that Green Bay is going to find their way at some point. Like, I think... like. I just think we underestimated how much of a change this was going to be without DeAndre Hopkins or not DeAndre, Devontae Adams, excuse yeah. me, in Green Bay. Um, and I just think we kind of forgot about that, and we we thought, oh, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, we'll be fine. But clearly, it's just they're still a little bit off. But they have time. They play in a very weak division, I would say. Um, the Vikings are five and one, but to me, it's not a very like it's not a confident five and one, mm-hmm. and then you got the Bears and the Lions who are both a disaster right now. So it's <clears throat> in the end, I'll say I think Green Bay finds their way at least to find their way to the playoffs. And yeah, I mean I Green Bay goes to Buffalo Sunday night. That's gonna be really tough. You go to the Lions. That's kind of a get what get right game for they're them. All, I think they're off this week. They are off this. You yeah. you are right. They are off this week. And then you go you go to Buffalo on October thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Lions, and then you host you host the Cowboys, host the Titans. Those are two winnable games. I mean, they play well against Dallas. So, yeah, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think he does miss Devontae Adams, but I, they're too talented of a team to be this bad. So I think they do turn around. So, yeah. All right. Now into our next segment. Just a quick one in between. 
between the, you know, our talking points and our pick on player shout-outs of the week from last week. So just one player on offense, one player on defense. We'll start with offense first that you cool. that stood out to you last week that deserves, you know, some extra recognition. Um, on offense, man, that is tough. Um, I would have to go with Brees Hall. He's been playing really well mm-hmm. for the Jets. Yeah, I mean he's been one. He's been one of the best. Um, he's been he's been one of the best rookie backs in the league outside of K, of K nine. But yeah, I think Brees Hall, you know, running all over the Packers would have to be a good shout out on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, um, I'd probably I go with Von Miller. I mean, uh-huh. I, th- I think Von Miller was one of the sole reasons why the Bills won that game. Maybe he doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he was getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes all day, mm-hmm. and he's one of those guys that's really going to help them take him to the next level, and you're kind of seeing that right now. So, yeah, Von Miller for me. I can't believe I'm saying this, especially on the <clears> offensive <throat> side of the ball, but, I mean, they played the Browns, so nothing surprised me this point. Bailey Zappi is my shadow yeah. of the week on offense. Like, so holy cow, that kid... Um, 24 of 34, 309 yards, two touchdowns, not a single interception. He was averaging 9.1 yards per pass, or at least completion. QBR of 56.4, a 118.4 quarterback rating. I mean, he was just phenomenal. He was hitting the open receivers. He was making some big-time throws. He did everything that they asked him to do. I mean, they blew the Browns out. I can tell you, I watched the whole game. It was never really that close. And he was a big reason why. Yeah, they ran the ball well, but like Bailey Zappi, third string quarterback, rookie, the first rookie that we've seen this year besides Kenny Pickett. But so far, he's been. This is the Bill Belichick effect. I mean, yeah. every every single quarterback that comes in under a Bill Belch under Bill Belichick will will play well. You're seeing Mac Jones last year, and obviously Brady the last twenty years. But I mean, Bailey Zappi, a fourth round pick. I I don't understand. There's a reason that he set the record for passing touchdowns in college. Like yeah, he he knows he's good. He he knows what he's doing. Um, they're, Patriots are going to get Mac Jones back pretty soon. And in my personal opinion, I believe that there's a conversation there. Yeah, I do. I think there is. I I like Zappy a lot. I think he can do some things that Mac Jones can't. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And then on the defensive side of the ball last week, I'm going to go with uh, Zadarius Smith of the Vikings. Um, he's had. An interesting last few years, found his way now to Minnesota after being ending the year with what, Baltimore last year, I believe, or something like that. He was in Green Bay. Or, it was in Green Bay. And then I thought he went to Baltimore in between. You're right. Yeah. I think yeah, he did. You are right. Um, but regardless, last week, seven hurries, uh, two quarterback hits, had two sacks as well. Uh, first time we've seen him do that in a few years, helped the Vikings to a win over the Dolphins, who, you know, the Dolphins are going through their own things right now. They get two back this week, though. Yeah. Um, but. You know, shout out to Zedaria Smith off the edge. Did very well against a very good Miami Dolphins offensive line. At least that's what we believe in. So, um, Zedaria Smith, my defensive shout out as well. Now it's time to move into the pick 'em for this week. The standings are as followed Jay leads me by one point. That's what I'll say. He's up 23 to 22 uh, after two weeks ago. We did not make any picks last week. So, yes, the scores are a little bit low, but you have to take into account we've, we haven't made picks like three weeks or so. Um, so bear with us. We'll get there. But Jay leads by one. We're into will they cover, obviously, the three highest point spreads of the week. Not a straight up. You just have to tell me, do they cover? First one, there were so many games at plus seven this week that like I had to make a choice. because, <laughs> yeah. And I just went with this one because I, I think I wanted to put one of them in the pick. I'm still anyway. 
Houston at Las Vegas. I don't know how the spread is this big, but Houston is a seven-point road underdog. Do they cover um, that number? I do think they cover. I just I can't trust in Vegas yet to, you know, I wouldn't say blow a team out, but like play well. I mean, they, they've been, I mean, look, they go to Kansas City and they almost beat them, but I do think Houston keeps it close. I, Lovey Smith, I mean, he they play hard for him. So, yeah, I, I got Houston plus the seven. I'm going to go with Vegas. I don't know why. They're, they had a bye week last week, so I actually think that they kind of come out and they they play well. Um, I, that's really all I got. Yeah. Like, like you said, I don't really trust them either, but I think just coming off the bye week, having a week to just kind of relax, reset, uh, coming out of the bye with an opponent like Houston is definitely something that is you want. So I'll, I'll take them. I think they'll cover the seven. Second game of the week. Unfortunately, Jay, it is your Chicago Bears. This is the Monday night game. Uh, why it's the Monday night game, I could not tell you. Um, but the Bears on the road at New England, seven and a half point underdogs. I think I already know where you're going with this. Um, but do the Bears cover that number? I mean, yeah. Look, you know what Bill Belichick's going to do. He's going to he's going to watch a lot of Justin Fields tape, and he's going to probably that Patriots defense is probably going to tear them him apart. Like you, you've seen with these rookie quarterbacks with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I think I think New England does cover the seven and a half. I mean, Bailey Sappy's playing really well right now. The Bears defense isn't all that good. You know, you lose twelve to seven to a commanders team that isn't very good at home and you put up seven points. Look, the Bears are just they're not just not a very good team this year. So I mean, I've said that. So yeah. I got New England minus a seven and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take New England as well, just because it's just the Bill Belichick coach team. I mean yeah. the last two weeks They've played opponents that I would say, I mean, the Lions came in pretty hot. They were, you know, playing decently, and they shut them out 29 nothing. And then they played Cleveland last week, blew them out. Um, so I, they're playing well. They're doing what needs to be done. Mac Jones may play this week. We're not exactly 100% sure. Plus, the extra day of rest is going to help him for sure. So I'm going to take New England with the 7.5 there to, to cover that number. And then finally, the biggest spread of the week, Tampa Bay. At Carolina, home underdog for the Panthers. We're probably going to be seeing them on here a lot the rest of the way. Plus ten and a half against the Bucks. I think that's a pretty big spread. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Tampa. I mean, Tampa's not what they were last year in 2020. Um, I think Carolina. I think that, well, the Bucks are going to win this game. I like Carolina plus a ten and a half though. So maybe maybe they do a little backdoor cover. It's a, it's a division game, so. Uh, at home, so yeah, I I, I I agree with you too. I think Carolina covers the number. I Tampa wins, but I think, like, I just and this doesn't really say. I think Carolina's bad. Like, I don't think yeah, that, they're bad. I don't think it's because well, of them. It's but the NFL. Tampa Bay, it it's concerning at this point in Tampa Bay. Like, I I can't get over the fact that they lost to the Steelers. I just mm-hmm. I don't because I don't think the Steelers are very good either. I've I've seen the Steelers play multiple times. And they're just that offense just doesn't do much. And they scored 20 points on Tampa. And they couldn't get more than 18. You had Tom Brady shouting at his teammates on the sideline like he always does. And it's just a mess right now. And I'll take Tampa's gonna win this game. I would be surprised if they didn't, but I'll take Carolina to cover that number. All right, now time to get into the straight up picks of the week. There are seven of them, as always. Uh first one up, the Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. With Dak Prescott, who's been officially cleared to return. Yeah, give me the Cowboys by a lot. I, I just I, the Lions are just not a very good team. So yeah, Cowboys. 
Yeah, Lions have had their defensive concerns, as yeah. we all know. Uh, they had a bye week last week, so they're going to be well-rested. Yeah, the Cowboys are getting true. Dak back, which, again, for everyone that said, oh, they don't need Dak back. Last week showed that they need Dak yeah, Prescott. Um, he'll be back. He'll be playing. I'm taking the Cowboys as well. Like At home, it's it's a tough ask for the Lions. They don't play well down there. No. Um, I just, yeah, it's it, it's just, I mean, they're the Lions at this point, and you know, they are better, they're more improved, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but they just struggled two weeks ago against a good defense in New England, and now they're going to face one of the best defenses in the NFL in Dallas, and I just, I don't see that working out well for them. Uh, Dallas at home for me. All right, next one, Colts at the Titans. For the last time this year, what's very odd, the Colts are going to be done with the Jaguars and the Titans already. Wow. Both of them, done. Um, I, got, I think the Titans can... Pull this one off at home. I, you know, the running game is all these teams just aren't much in my opinion, but yeah, I, I got the Titans. I'm gonna take the Titans as well, and uh, I like <clears> the Colts. I for some reason I still think the Colts might win the division, but yeah, um, the Titans own the Colts in the last few years. I yep. mean, it's just been it's been non-competitive. I mean, there always seems to be close games, but the Titans always find a way to beat them. It it doesn't really matter. They're gonna find a way. I'll take the Titans at home there. I think they run the ball. Keep it low scoring, and they find a way to pull out a close victory. All right, now into this one, and I already basically know where I'm going with this one because this it's a disaster. The Browns on the road <laughs> at Baltimore. It's actually kind of an intriguing because it's two teams that are losing in the exact same way. They can't hold yeah. leads. They keep beating themselves. It's just a mess all over the place. The AFC North's an absolute train wreck. What I thought was going to be like the best division football this year, they're at like all four teams are just. All right. Yeah. Um, so Browns at Ravens this week. You got? Uh, yeah, I got the Ravens. I mean, I keep picking. I keep picking against the Browns as somehow working because I picked them to lose to Atlanta. I don't know what's going on with your Browns. So I got the Ravens. I, I think matter. it's a bounce. I think it's a get right game for them. <laughs> so yeah, the Ravens don't win this game. That their season could spiral. So they, they, this is a they're kind of this is kind of a desperate game for them. So yeah. Ravens. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what's going on with them either. Um. It it starts on the defensive side of the ball, and just kind of going through the last few weeks. I mean, it this team like the Browns have leadership issues, like plain and simple. They are they are a group of young players who do not have, who just don't seem to know their roles. It just doesn't seem to be defined. They are blowing coverages. They are miscommunicating on defense. They're not tackling well at all. Deion Jones, who they just acquired two weeks ago after the loss to. LA he's supposed to be ready for this week but there's no like and then he's jumping in and they're probably handing him the play calling responsibilities and he just learned the playbook last week so the defense is a train wreck they haven't had Clowney's been in and out obviously Miles Garrett's been in and out of the lineup as well Denzel Ward's got a concussion right now it's just it's bad defensively it's bad and on offense Jacoby Brissett has turned into what we know him to be which is a career backup He's had a very rough two games. Uh, last week, he looked awful, turned the ball over three times. Um, it was just a disaster all over the place. And the Browns right now are just counting down the weeks. They got, what, five weeks to go before Deshaun Watson can return from his suspension. And I, it, at this point, it's survival mode. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL down the stretch. And this five-week stretch before they get Watson back, it's at Baltimore, home against Cincinnati. Oh, boy. At Miami, at Buffalo, and home for Tampa Bay. Oof. That's brutal. And I think it starts right here. I think they lose. I 
don't really think it's particularly close. The run defense for the Browns is very poor. The Ravens, all they need to do is run the ball. Just run read option all game and you will win. I like the Ravens at home. First time in a while of picking against the Browns on this show, but that's how little I believe in them right now. And um, hopefully they, you know, prove me wrong. Maybe this is what they need is the spark. Um, so that that's that. We're both taking the Ravens. So far, we agree the entire week. All right, next one. I'm actually super excited about this one because who would have thought I would have this game on the schedule? Before yeah. <laughs> the Giants, as I mentioned, on the pick them this week at the Jaguars. It's actually up- a good game. My upset special, I got the Jaguars. Jaguars. Like, uh, the Giants are good. This is a great story, but, I mean, they, they got to lose one in these games. Like, uh, they're not, like, that good. I mean, they're a good team, but they're not, like, a juggernaut yet. They're- well, I don't know how it could be an upset special. The Jags are favored. They actually. are. They're favored? Yeah. Oh, really? Minus three for Jacksonville. Okay, so that I, I got the Jaguars anyways, so. Jaguars. Yeah. All right. Um, It's going to be, I, I don't know what the, ta- like, I feel like. Teams that go down there in Florida, I, I know the Vikings. It is went, weird. Yeah, I know the Vikings went to Miami and beat them, but like they're playing the third string quarterback. So I mean, I, th- I think the Jaguars definitely pulled this off. So yeah, give me the Jags. I'm gonna stick with a hot hand. I'll take the Giants. I don't know why. I'm just I, I'm banking on the defense. I think Trevor Lawrence. He's been kind of hit or miss, hot and cold. Um, I like their odds this week. I think they'll make. Trevor Lawrence have to think a lot. They'll force some turnovers. I'll take the Giants on the road because why not? All right. Next one, the New York Jets oh on the road at Denver, who is 2 and 4. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. What's the line on this game? The Jets have to be favored. If they're not, I'm going to be actually upset. No, the Broncos are still favored by a point and a half. Oh my goodness. I- I'm going to be a sicko and take the Broncos because this is a desperate game for them. I mean, the Jets, look, they're, this is a, again, a nice story for these New York teams, but, yeah, not going, to be a, not going to be a great one for all the New York teams this week. So I got the Broncos somehow. I don't know what I'm, I don't know why, just because. Mile High is a tough place to play. It, it is. It yeah. is, and that altitude is no joke um, from what I've heard. Never actually been there. Would love to, though. Um I don't know. It's tough. Uh, give me the Jets. I don't know. Again, and the Jets go to five and two. Why? Because why not? Like, let's just go with the Jets on the road. Um, I like the way they're playing. I don't like the way Denver's playing. Two teams just trending in opposite directions, and I just, I don't know. I think the Jets are going to win. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think there's yeah, going to be definitely. a lot of points. Uh, I'll just take the Jets to squeak it out. Let, let's get wild this week. Uh, all right. Now probably the game of the week, the best game, I think, probably of the week. Besides actually, well, Giants-Jags might be, but um, the Chiefs at the 49ers, a Super Bowl 54 rematch uh, in San Francisco. So, um, You know what? Mm. I, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. I, the Niners, I still, I still think they get it going at, you know, in the next few weeks, but the Chiefs, this is kind of a bounce-back game for them. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. San Francisco, they're finding ways. They've had a fairly easy schedule, I would say, to this point. Um, but uh, I think they're finally like starting to figure things out with Jimmy G back. Like, I think people didn't realize a lot that like when Jimmy G went back to being the quarterback, he didn't really take reps with the offense all summer because he had surgery and then Trey Lance was the starter. So like they kind of had to throw him back into it. And now I think he's starting to figure out George Kittle's getting more involved, which can't be bad for them. 
Um, but I think the Chiefs are just too much. Plus, they're coming off a loss. Andy Reid does not lose back-to-back games very often with Kansas City, nor does Mahomes. So I'll take the Chiefs on the road. I think it's I think it's another close game. I think it's a good game, but I'll take Kansas City. And then finally, last game of the week, the Sunday night game. Tua's return down in Miami. The Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to town. So Steelers at Dolphins. This is a clunker Sunday night game. This is not going to be. Like, I mean, it's better than the Monday oh night boy. game. Oh, boy. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the Dolphins because Tua's back. I just The Steelers just aren't a very good football team. So mm-hmm. the Dolphins at home, I think, is I think is a pretty good pick. I mean, you got you got a lot of weapons there. So, yeah, give me the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. Again, I, I've said it before on this show, and I've said it many times. I don't think the Steelers are a very good football team. Without T.J. Watt, that defense is severely at a – it's just at a disadvantage when he's not out there. He actually will probably be coming back pretty soon, six to eight weeks or something from there. So he's in about that range. So he may be coming back soon, but it's not enough right now. With Tua back, the offense is going to be back to their normal form. Tyreek Hill's coming off a big week last week. I think he keeps that up. I'll take Miami to get back to their winning ways because they've dropped, what, three in a row? Right? Yeah, um, three yeah, in a row. I have. So they're, they're, they're 500 at three and three. I think they get back to their winning ways against the Steelers. So finally, upset specials of the week. Jay, you're you're beating me, so you can go first. Um, my upset special, I think I got the Saints winning tonight. If they're favored. If not. No, the Cardinals are favored. Okay, so, so I got the that. Saints winning tonight. Um I just I, I'm not a Cardinals believer as you as you, you guys could could tell. So yeah, the the Saints, I mean they're they're I think they're a pretty well coached team and they got some talent, so They'll find a way to pull this off tonight. So, yeah. All right, like first time I think we've ever had someone like pick the Thursday night game because yeah. we never record on Thursday, yeah. so it's weird that it's available. But it is. Um, man, what do I want to do here? Ooh, I could get really wild here. Um, or actually, no, Green Bay does play this week. We mentioned this week. Green, they're not. They're playing. They're the, at Washington. They're at Washington, but that that's pretty much a bye week. Uh, <laughs> at least you would think. Um, that was mean. I probably yeah, shouldn't have done Seahawks that. The Seahawks and the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna go with Atlanta on the road at Cincinnati. It's a four and three. Wow. I like this Falcons team, and like I said, I I think I said this a couple weeks ago too. So I'm I'm kind of contradicting myself. But the last few weeks have changed my opinion. I think the Falcons are actually not horrible, and they're <laughs> finally throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts. So that's good. Um, but plus, I'm picking yeah, Drake London. I'm picking this. I'm picking this game because the number is high. It's six and a half uh, to Cincinnati. So I'm going to take Atlanta with the six and a half with the idea of getting at least a point here. That's what I'm going for. Um, if they win, great. But I'm kind of just going to take my one and try to be happy with it. I'll take Atlanta on the road at Cincy. Since he is not impressing me. Mm, yeah. um, they, they got, they, got they went on that hot hand in the playoffs. I mean, they're 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 still pretty solid, but so I will take I the know, Falcons there on the road. So that's going to do it for the pick on this week, and that will do it for this week's episode of the Pile On. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to take a listen to our last episodes, just go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcast. Search for the Pile On on Impact eighty nine FM, and you'll be able to see all of our past episodes right there. So if you missed something from earlier on this season and you want to hear our thoughts on it, feel free to go back and listen to those. Again, thank you all for tuning in. For my co-host, Jay DeCoster, I'm Michael Markoch. We will hopefully see you guys next week right here on the Pylon. Everybody take care. Have a great day.